Hi, everybody. This is Todd Jones. Thanks for listening to One Degree Greater. We spoke with Charles Muse before anyone had heard of COVID-19, before our world had changed. We hope this episode offers some respite, and we wish you the best. So where, where are we heading? What, what, what road is this? This is Van Dyke Avenue. Van Dyke Avenue, and we're yes. heading south? We are headed south towards now, 696. Now, I see a bunch of traffic around. What do you see when you're driving? I'm always looking at, at, at cars and potential hazards uh, that, that I can take back to work. So whether that be design of, of a vehicle uh, or you know something intriguing, maybe on the back of another vehicle that you know, competitive benchmarking, looking at what other manufacturers are doing, and just the opportunity that's out here to make cars better. You know, what, what type of systemic issues do I see on the road that I can take into work and then somehow from the inside out fix? Hello, and welcome to One Degree Greater, a podcast about Buckeyes navigating their first few years after graduation. A challenging and thrilling time when ambition meets reality. Some people want to change the world, but everyone needs to find their place in it. I'm your host, Todd Jones. Thanks for joining us. Charles Muse doesn't like his job at General Motors. He loves his job. Ask him anything about car design, and his face practically glows. The amount of learning that it really takes to understand what goes into building cars fascinates me because on a day-to-day basis, you're responsible for a small piece of the car, right? There are 3,500 other parts on that car that need to come together as a system and work and have one performance, you know, that the customer sees. And I think that aspect of it just con- completely fascinates me. Every day I want to learn more and more about each element of the car uh, and, and, and how it all comes together. Charles's role in this complex process is Assistant Program Engineering Manager in GM's Autonomous Vehicle Development Program, located in the company's technical center in Warren, Michigan, just north of Detroit. Basically, he helps solve any financial or engineering issues that crop up in the making and eventual delivery of a driverless car. It's a great experience because you're kind of blazing the trail, right? We're the old OEM that knows how to crank out cars, but now when you step into a different territory, this isn't just about cranking out a car, it's about revolutionizing the way people move. So it's, it's, it's great to be a part of, to kind of understand that this can set the precedent of, of how the future society is gonna you know, be. Charles is shaping the future of transportation just seven years after earning his engineering degree at Ohio State. To make this kind of leap in a short time, it's not enough to just be good with numbers. Charles has had to be open-minded about how he defines himself now and how he will in the future. His heart has been his guide. I follow my passion, and I didn't, even if your passion leads you to roads that are scary, you still got to go through them. Charles really has been afraid at times. This has been especially true since GM promoted him to his current position in August 2019. Charles used to have to know about one aspect of a car. In his new role, he suddenly had to solve any issues about the entire vehicle's manufacturing and deployment, everything from finances to developing tools to assuring the car is market ready. 
I was very overwhelmed in that I didn't know anything about the total vehicle business. Not that I didn't know anything, but I knew a little bit about mm-hmm. about the business. So when you go from hey, you know the you know the the drops of water that are coming out of this faucet, I can I can kind of handle that. I think I'm ready for that you know that next position. They're like, okay, great, program engineering management, and they turn the faucet all the way on, and then your <laughs> hand just gets slammed with all this water. Well, what's gotten you through it so far? What's gotten me through it is the curiosity to understand what is it that what's the noise in my environment and what what do I need to tune out to understand one portion of it and be able to build it. The promotion reminded Charles of other times in his life when he's been uneasy, out of place, like when he started engineering school at Ohio State. I felt immediately uncomfortable uh, being there because I didn't know everything. There were plenty of people that were smarter than me. I felt like I was swimming in information and drowning in information. And uh, you have to use that as a moment to say, hey, I'm either going to use this to be curious as to how to be better or it's going to destroy me. For Charles, those crossroads have been a recurring theme in his life. Over and over, he's felt like he's met the challenge and made the right and more difficult choice. Never move to where you're comfortable. Never stay in the same neighborhood, stay in the same environment. Move to where you're uncomfortable and try to figure out how to thrive in that discomfort. If you don't mind, We're walking with Charles inside the Sloan Engineering Building on the Warren campus of the General Motors Technical Center. It's really a city in itself. The Technical Center is the office to more than 20,000 GM employees working in 38 buildings spread over 710 acres. The campus has 11 miles of road and two lakes. Hallways are a maze. Have you ever been lost walking around here? Oh, I get lost every day. (laughs) <laughs> every day but that's that that's how you that's how you find everything right that's how you never get lost again as you get lost and you find your way back and you're like oh i know how to get there charles didn't start out aiming to be an auto engineer he grew up on the south side of chicago in a stable home filled with the love and support of his hard-working parents charles was into cars even as a kid he helped his father restore a 66 thunderbird cherry red then there was that toy car a Fisher-Price Power Wheels Corvette that his older sister had when she was about seven. My sister had a um, one of those big wheel Corvettes. You know, she was probably seven, six or seven at the time. I was probably three or four. And um, it was one of those powered ones that you could drive around. And I, somehow I got a hold of my dad's tool set. And in the, I went in the basement. I took the entire thing apart. My dad came down and said, what is this? I was probably, I was just four years old, just taking screwdrivers and piece by piece, panel by panel, just taking it, disassembling it. What did your curious. sister say? I can't remember. I, I, I couldn't imagine she was too happy about it. But, um, <laughs> you know, when we look back, I, we could definitely laugh about it. I'm sure at the time I didn't. I didn't get the, hey, oh, he's on his way to being a great engineer. I don't think I got that response initially. <laughs> more of what are you doing? Yeah, what the heck, Charlie? <laughs> That's a question Charlie also heard when he came time for high school. All he wanted to be was a basketball player. His parents were surprised when he told them two weeks before his freshman year that he was accepting an offer to attend De La Salle Institute. It's a private, all-boys Catholic high school near Guaranteed Rate Field, home of the White Sox. 
looking back at it, I, I think they they saw their boy starting to become a man, and then, then they wanted to do anything that they could to facilitate that. I was starting to make choices uh, based on 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 what made sense and what was practical versus just kind of leading with, you know, oh, this is just what I want to do at the time, and it's what everyone else is doing. Going to De La Salle meant Charles had to take two buses and a train on each 45-minute leg of his daily commute. He also had to adhere to the school's strict rules. He shaved his face, cut his long braided hair, and wore the required Oxford shirt and tie every day. Charles looked different, and soon he saw himself in a new light. I started to realize more and more that I was academically inclined. Uh, and when it, when you start to realize that, you realize your true power, that you had to be an, a student first before you could be an athlete. Charles realized he wanted to be a pilot, and that led him to Ohio State, where he enrolled in the aviation program which requires renting a plane and fueling it for instruction. The costs are considered laboratory fees, and Charles figured he needed to take out loans to pay them. I really asked myself, did I want to dig myself in the debt to, to become a pilot, or did I want to study some something equivalent? And, and the next best thing was uh, uh, aeronautical and astronautical engineering, how things fly. Charles switched his major to engineering and thought he'd wind up working in the airline industry. His life plans changed again when he went to an Ohio State job fair as a sophomore. There, he met a representative from General Motors. She was at the last booth he visited, and she told Charles that the automotive industry needed aerodynamic engineers. He had no idea. To him, aerodynamics meant planes. The next summer, Charles was in Michigan, an intern for GM at the Milford Proving Ground, a test track where he drove cars. You're smiling. Why? (laughs) I'm smiling because uh, it it was kind of kind of scary as an intern to, for them to hand you the keys to prototype cars and benchmark cars like Mercedes-Benz and say, hey, drive, drive it through that, you know, that foot deep of water at you know, 30 miles an hour. <laughs> and they paid you to do oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're, you're hydrolocking cars, meaning you know, the, the, the air induction system is taking in water and you know, the cars lock up. And it's part of the process you know, to, to realize where those failures are. You want them to fail at the proving grounds. But to get that to, again, you're at the Milford Proving Grounds, which is a giant playground for, for, for cars, and it was just it was just amazing. It blew my mind. Charles was hooked. A few years later, he was a full-time lead aerodynamicist for GM. Charles was happy, but interested in someday becoming a chief engineer, someone who's responsible for the ultimate success or failure of a design vehicle. He talked to several chief engineers about their own careers. All of their paths had curves. So I took that and I said, well, logically, I can't stay an aerodynamicist. You don't stay an aerodynamicist and then wake up a chief engineer one day. You have to hold different positions. So I had to move out of my comfort zone and go to something that was completely different, which was uh, moving into the operation side, managing people and understanding how, how that goes. Once again, he faced new, unexpected challenges. In all, Charles has now had six different roles since he interned at GM in 2011. His job in Detroit has taken him to Washington, D.C., San Francisco, Atlanta, and Concord, North Carolina. You know, as an engineer, you always want to be right. You want to have a definitive answer for something. It has to be right. And as you realize that you're making something as as complex as a vehicle with multiple different aspects. It's not about being right. It's about being effective. And you have to be able to establish rapport with a bunch of different engineers to get them on the right page. And that takes a level of personality and soft skills of interacting um, 
beyond just technical solutions because anybody could sit down behind that computer screen and design something and technical solutions but if you design something that's great and then but it can't be built it can't be manufactured you have to be able to understand well what do i change sometimes you change yourself hey guys this is Kristen schmidt i'm the producer on one degree greater We create this podcast for listeners like you to keep you connected to your alma mater. Did you know your alumni association is offering a ton of virtual resources right now? There are online discussions, events, webinars, you name it. From career management resources to book clubs to discussions with other Buckeyes, you're sure to find something that's right for you. So head to go.osu.edu slash get virtual to check it out and find some favorites. That's go.osu.edu slash get virtual. Thanks so much for listening. Now let's get back to the episode. Charles Muse is driving through Detroit in his black 2019 GMC Sierra Denali luxury truck. It's a beast with a 6.2 liter V8 engine. His license plate reads, Charles. He previously owned a Chevy Silverado truck. And before that, he drove a Cadillac CTS V Coupe that his friends called the Bullet. His first car, a 2007 Dodge Nitro, which makes him smile now. Cars are more than just, you know, hunks of metal. Their experiences, their sentiments, their 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 reminders of good times and bad, but nonetheless, a journey. A reminder of a journey. Charles's own journey has had detours. He's viewed each turn as an opportunity to broaden his perspective, a chance to learn from and work with others of different skills and viewpoints. You can't design cars with a closed mind. What may seem strange to you, you have to understand there's a market for it. There's a market for everything. And, and, and where there's market, there are people with passion and people with opinions. And the only way you can be receptive of that is to be open-minded, uh, one, and to two, work alongside with them to deliver whatever it is, whatever common goal it is that you want to deliver. For, for us, it's in the automotive industry, it's a car. Charles's goals go beyond his own career. He wants to help bring much-needed diversity to STEM programs. And he wants to be a role model to help young minorities see more career possibilities for themselves. You need someone to challenge you. And then beyond that, you need to start to have more idols in those roles. I can almost guarantee you if you go to any any African-American community or, or school and you ask them, who are your top 20 favorite athletes? You get a list almost instantly. Ask them who their top 10, uh, you know, influential political figures are or their top 10 uh you know inventors or their or their top 10 scientists and you'd probably get a blank stare and you know that's not to speak negatively on the community it's just that those idols aren't there but to have more examples and mentors that are from that cultural background that thrive in those industries i think that would set the precedent and be able to give uh minorities more vision as to what else is out there Charles credits Ohio State programs such as the Hale Black Cultural Center and the Todd Bell National Resource Center for supporting him as an undergraduate. Now he's paying forward. In 2019, he was a speaker at an urban youth racing school program for inner city high school students in Philadelphia. 
He also served as a mentor in Chevrolet's Discover the Unexpected program, which offers scholarships and stipends to students from historically black colleges and universities. You're going to transition and you're going to get to points where people are going to look different, things are going to sound different, and if you're not if you're not okay with being at that level of uh, of discomfort, you won't you won't necessarily grow. And that's what I really wanted to be able to show them is that hey, yeah, I I, I look like you and 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 we come from this similar backgrounds and it there is no miracle way of getting here. This you know, there there is a light at the end of the tunnel. You have to be able to reestablish rapport with anybody and this is how you do it. Charles Muse is doing it by working on a GM team that has partnered with Honda on a multi-year collaborative project called Cruise. It's not a product you buy, it's an experience you share. Meet the Cruise Origin. In January, Cruise unveiled a production-ready driverless vehicle called Origin. It's a fully autonomous, fully electric car built for ride-sharing. No steering wheel, no pedals. Charles says he's not allowed to say when the Origin will be available to the public, but it's close. Change is right around the corner. We're right there at the cusp of a societal shift, just like the Internet. When it happened, we're, we're at that cusp where a lot of our technology is really, really taking off to t- take us into a different realm that we weren't used to before that. We'd, you know, prior to this, you would have never conceptualized. So you're changing the world. I am doing my best to help the world evolve and be part of the revolution. Oh man, you're too <laughs> nice. <laughs> this has been a production of The Ohio State University. Kristen Schmidt is our producer. Matt Stessner is our sound editor. Creative and strategic support comes from Justin Bell, Jay Hansen, Monica DeMeglio, and Randy Walk. Thanks to Podcast Detroit Studios for their help in recording our interview with Charles. Thanks also to Doug Dangler and his team at the College of Arts and Sciences Tech Studio for their help in recording the episode. And a big thanks to Charles Muse, who was gracious with his time and specific with his memories. How specific? Well, Charles can still hear the music that he was playing in the car on that wonderful day in 2007 when he was driving home after getting his license at age 16. Oh, it was uh, it was an album by uh, an artist named Young Jeezy. It's called The Inspiration. The album was called The Inspiration. And it was just a classic album for a classic time, and I remember it like it was yesterday. What, what, what was it about that song? <laughs> it, that no, album. it was the entire album. The, the, the entire album was it, man. It was it, just like the album stated. It was inspirational. It had you know good good lyrics, good good beats, and it was just uh, it it married the time of of of, of freedom. To, to you know and it tied it to a song and for me every time I hear that I can picture myself in that Chrysler on the on the expressway head, headed back to school in my in my basketball letterman jacket I remember it like it was yesterday every time I hear the song give Charles a follow on Instagram at the lean genius you can also connect with him on Facebook at charles.muse.9 visit us at go.osu.edu slash one degree greater to explore our other episodes. If you enjoyed this show, please spread the word and give us a rating and review. We'd really appreciate that. And thanks for listening.